Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's about... What are you talking about? The show's good. Uh, no. What? It's not good. It's good. And yet, it's not. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah! Kevin Federline is a term to describe a guy who is a lazy bum with no job and sits around the house all day and also mooches off his rich ex-wife and spends all her money. So how does that feel? You know, it doesn't doesn't feel good when people talk about you that way. But also I want to say, like... I was a lazy bum and sat around the house and didn't do anything for a long time. So, I mean, I agree with part of it. And I wish I could spend all of her money. You know, sometimes I think you just want to fail at life. And now. You don't want any tea? Oh, no, thanks. I stopped at Starbucks four times on the way down here, so I'm kind of jacked. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It is Wednesday morning, the 18th of September. Jensen, you were uh, you were our uh, rap correspondent here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Mm-hmm. Did Kevin Federline, Britney Spears' ex-husband, yes, Papa have, have Papa Zow, have any ability as a rapper? No, he was he was terrible. He, he was he was very bad. He was uh, should not have done it. Okay, those are all true. He's not good. <laughs> I He's guess it's garbage. I guess there's a reason why he didn't continue after his brief moment in the spotlight. Correct. I mean, yes. the people weren't demanding it. Right. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I one time went to one of those uh, white elephant parties. Is that what they call it? Where you give out a gift and it's like for Christmas and you don't you know. Trade with yeah, other it's people. A trade around. Yeah. And uh, you were only allowed to spend $10 and everyone brought uh, gifts. But then I realized when I got there that no one else had done gag gifts. Oh, no. Oh. And so <laughs> my, everyone had real gifts. And then my Kevin Federline CD. Ooh. I mean, people looked at me with a disgust. Like when people get stuck with it, they were like, Ugh, Did you I, stand by it? No. Listen, this I, no. is good. Yeah, I wish just I, play it off that it wasn't a right. I wish you I could No, everybody thinks it's crappy. They but. saw through me. Uh. <laughs> saw right through me. Uh, speaking of Kevin Federline, Kevin, help me remember, who on this show got kicked out of a Kevin Federline concert? Um, that would be the man standing behind me, Omar. <laughs> Omar, Omar that, that was you? Oh, yeah. Who, what, what was the story? I don't remember the details It of that. was about 10 years ago, and we were, like, really obsessed with Kevin Federline <laughs> and how terrible he was. And I was incensed that he was playing the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood House of Blues. Uh-huh. He was playing the House of Blues. So Psycho Mike, Dave, and I, we, I got trashed. <laughs> and I started throwing drinks <gasps> at him on stage and heckling. <gasps> and then he acknowledged me. And he's all, you're just mad because I took your queen. And then uh, people wanted to fight me. Like, his fans wanted to fight me. Oh, my God. He <laughs> so, had sex with Cassie? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Britney oh, Spears, okay. you know. He, oh, he thought he was, okay. he, that was his queen. All right. And uh, That would have been awesome, though. Yeah. If he had Cassie. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Dave and Psycho Mike couldn't restrain me. 
because I was that geeked out of it. Wow. So they were trying to pull me out. Security kicked me out, but our promotions director was in the building, so she let me back in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> were yeah. you uh, sitting on somebody's shoulders at one point? or? Uh, probably. I don't. I blacked out most of it. Okay. Oh, yeah. dear. It was good times. It sounds yeah. it. <laughs> do you think Kevin Federline, I, this is a question yeah. for reals, do you think he remembers? I think he does. So I think he might because right after this all happened, you mm-hmm. know how they have this little uh, like VIP room upstairs? I was so loaded that I pretended that I was from Power 106. <laughs> I, I said, my name is Jeff Garcia. <laughs> and I walked into the room and I jacked a bottle of Jack Daniels from that guy and started drinking more. Shouts to Jeff Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor Jeff. He was never allowed in the foundation room again. And and that's why he has a misdemeanor on his record, because of you. That is crazy that you did that, that you were so incensed about Kevin Federline. I mean, it wasn't just incensed. It was also funny, and everybody was egging him on, too. It's not like everybody was going, dude, slow down. you got to pace yourself. But at one point, like, Dave and Mike were legit worried about me. Like, dude, you got to settle down. This is just a gag, you know? I was like, no, I took it way, way too far. Whatever happened to... Hold on, I'm going to sneeze, you guys. Oh, give it oh, to me. No. Do it. Oh, God. Oh, oh, away. Worse than on. anything that could have happened. I know. I, oh, here. Okay, it's gone. You gave um, us blue nose. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever happened to, Kevin, you um, and our friend Ralph Gurman at the time were planning 100% on going to see the Cash Me Outside girl when she came to play. Yeah. Bad did Barbie. That, uh-huh. did, bad Barbie now is what she's called, right? Mm-hmm. Did that ever? Did that show n- just never happen? She never came to town or what? I don't remember, but I, I will say this. A lot of times when you're talking about something, you go, this is the best idea ever. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. The next day you go, I'm not. So sure. Yeah. I've seen her live, sadly. You have? Well, really? She, well, I had seen, I forget, oh, uh, Billie Eilish, Brock Hampton, and Little Yachty did a big show together. And we went because it was when Billy. it was like one of Billy's first L.A. shows. And it was one of first Brock Hampton shows, too. That's a big lineup. Yeah, and so we went out and saw it, uh, my, wife, my wife and I. And uh, she came out during Little Yachty's set. I guess they had a song together. And... I remember looking at Danielle and going, "How old?" Because I, I actually didn't remember how old she was. I was like, "How old is she?" And Danielle's like, "I don't know. She's probably like twenty-one." And then we looked it up, and she's like sixteen. 16 yeah. yeah. And she has a weathered tattoo on her arm, like not like a new tattoo. She has like a tattoo that like that you looks see like sixty years later. Yeah, like she was in the service. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh. it was uh, faded, and it was like this is such an odd vibe. Mm. But anyway, I had a great show, I assume. Oh, I mean, God, like kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't know Marred up, at least. No, no, I didn't throw a drink at her. All right, we got a very big show today, and we want to start with someone very special on the phone, our super secret guest, who is going to reveal himself now. Good morning, super secret guest. Blah, blah. Good morning, Kevin and Bean. Blah. I know it, uh, it seems a little early for Halloween, but it's never too early to give blood. Beer Mug, very special annual event that we do here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Why don't you give people the deets? We are at the Hollywood Park Casino at the K-Rock Rambo Last Blood Give Blood Drive. And ladies and gentlemen, I need a drum roll. I need a drum roll right now. Uh, Get a drum roll up. All right. Okay. In the history of all the blood drives that K-Rock has done, the most RSVPs ever. Really? Wow. Ever. So there are... That is correct. That's there are, awesome. There are nine people there waiting to give blood? <laughs> right now, there are over uh, 180 people in line. Wow. More to come. Uh, oh, what? Right. God. Yeah. 
it, it's wrapped around the building. All the stations are set up. The lovely people from Cedar Sinai are here taking the blood. Uh, we got the SoCal helpful Honda people. And listen to what you get when you give blood. You guys ready? Yep. We got <laughs> tickets. Tight in the drum roll. <laughs> we got tickets to Not Scary Farm of Monsters of Men in the HD radio sound Ooh. space. Cage the Elephant, The Revivalist, Oliver Tree, Greta Van Fleet, <laughs> Felipe Esparza, uh, Morrissey, Bad Religion, Alec Benjamin, and we have tons of swag we're giving away. It is really, truly amazing here. Wow. That is, that's incredible Yay! how much free yeah. stuff you have. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I also have to yeah. mention that Every single time we bring something that's great to our audience, they mm-hmm. they respond so positively the yeah. and strongly. Community uh, oriented. For 180 sure. people in line. At it's 540. 540. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. All right. Uh, location again for people who aren't familiar with the Hollywood Park Casino beer mug. We are at the uh, Hollywood Park Casino, and um, I don't have the address in front of me. I might. I should have probably looked at that before I got on air with no. you. No, no. Why would you do it's, that? It's, it's you. you, have, you yeah. Oh yeah, Dracula Dave's yelling at me. Just Google where the where the Hollywood Park Just is. Just Google it. Is. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is uh three eight eight three West Century Boulevard, Inglewood, California, nine oh three oh three. Oh, in case we want to mail them a letter to... instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you guys want a phone number? <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Okay. Real real quick, guys, real quick, since I came on as Beer Mugula, and this is the Rambo Last Blood Give Blood Drive, Kevin, let's hear a little Rambo, huh? <laughs> is that how this works? Yeah. I, look, if somebody requests it, you have to deliver. I want him to know that I'm going to kill him. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I wasn't even done. Oh, sorry. Yes, I wasn't yeah. sorry. sorry. For God's sakes, I was sorry. still locked in. <laughs> I, wanted, I want them to know that I'm going to kill him. And there's nothing they can do about it. Can you now? Can you now do Jigsaw? Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play? (laughs) Eerily similar. (laughs) Look, I have one voice. All right. No, you don't. Now, go ahead. (laughs) Give me some Willie. No problem. There he is. Hey, let's not forget about the Queen. Oh, right. A few or more. (laughs) Amor. Whatever his name is. She doesn't know. She's she's, 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 she's got an accent. Out of her mind. She's got an accent. Yeah. All right. Beer Mug, fantastic. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Beer Mugula, fantastic job. You're going to be down there for the entirety of the Kevin Bean Show. K-Rock is going to be down there until 3 p.m. This is the uh, the Rambo Give Blood Drive, uh, courtesy of Rambo Last Blood. The legend comes home to theaters this Friday. Great job. We'll check in with you again later. Thanks, Mugs. Well done. <laughs> Let's talk about today's mm-hmm. Kevin and Bean Show, shall we? I'm a guy, so I'm better. <laughs> Jeez, Kevin. I mean, that's how we're starting? What the hell? Comedian Nikki Glaser. Yeah. Oh, the best. Man. How great is she? So She's good. great. She's going to join us today. Very excited about that. We have a uh, brand new fast food report. Mm-hmm. Bumper stickers. What's up? Oh. <laughs> Bean makes us guess. Oh. Um, we also have Scott Ackerman in studio talking about the movie Between... To oh, good lord, do we all I mean, watch it? Yep. Yes. yes, he only wrote it and directed it. Correct. Yeah, it's this only starring everyone. Everybody. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's crazy. Like even a random background singer in a bar. I was like, oh my god, I know who that is. It's yeah. Phoebe Bridgers. It yeah. was insane. Yeah, it's insane. 
It's fantastic. It's so what it good. is. Yeah. Uh, we will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Allie, you're up. What's happening here on this Wednesday morning? Well, this is uh, quite a story. A fire at a cattle breeding facility caused 100 canisters full of sperm to explode. <laughs> Blanketing the lab, forcing firefighters to dodge, quote, projectiles <laughs> filled with valuable cattle semen. What? Uh, take it from me. Uh, you do not want to take that stuff to the face, the body, anything. It is It is not pleasant. Says a woman who speaks from experience. I said take it from me. <laughs> With cattle. The what? what? <laughs> I assume that's what you're talking about is cattle. That is the story. I mean, that seems mean to call our boyfriend's cows. But. <laughs> Allie, I was uh, horrified when I uh, yeah. saw this story, but apparently, at least in, in the various accounts I've read, no cows were injured, it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Uh, according to this, uh, just the building, which is located in Australia, burst into flames around 3 a.m. The blaze quickly engulfed the structure, destroyed all the cryogenic canisters filled with semen, and it took 10 fire crews two hours just to contain the inferno. And they're just, you know, ducking and weaving all the bovines. Wow, that's unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? It's it's insane. Can you imagine the pressurized tanks of bull semen exploding and coming at you while you're trying to fight a fire? Crazy. Like, they're not dealing with enough just to get the fire out. It's nuts that they nailed my kink so perfectly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, just exactly it. (laughs) This is the category that you didn't yeah. know uh, existed on Pornhub? I've been waiting. It's real good, you guys. <laughs> real good. Well, uh, shifting gears. A simulated version of the late Whitney Houston is set to hit the road early 2020 on an international trek entitled An Evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston Hologram Tour. Why not? You guys. The tour is scheduled to hit North America next fall. The stage show is going to include all of the singer's biggest hits, digitally remastered and backed by her original band and backup singers. Anyone? No. No. I mean... I'm not really interested in, in those hologram I, tours. I, I would like gimmick. to mm-hmm. see... If one looked great, I think it would be fun just to know what it's about, just mm-hmm. to see how good it can look. Right. I don't know that Whitney's the one I'm going to. Okay. okay, so hear me out, right? All right. Okay. The Beatles do it. Right. And it's you get Ringo and and Paul alive, and then mm-hmm. you get George and uh, and John. And the other guy, holograms. John. <laughs> what do you, do you go to that? Is there any version of this you go to because the original band is is working with the holograms? I think that one would be one that people would go to. For Sublime sure. with hologram. Nope. No. How about? Uh, I'm trying to think of a band where the lead singer. Was that the case with the Roy Orbison hologram where they actually had other musicians on stage playing and they just had a fake Roy? Well, yeah, that's what they're doing for all of these. It's yeah, going to be... Jensen's suggesting some like, of the members are real in there. Well, I think Bean well, is saying that are. some of Roy okay. Orbison... Yeah, but I don't. But who cares if Whitney Houston's... Her original band. Yeah, I don't really care. I okay. want it to be like, you know... Like if, if John Bonham was the... How would you hologram the drummer, though? That'd that would be, tough. be, that would be, be real rough, hard. That'd be rough. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. Blind Melon. Nirvana. Nirvana's the biggie, right. Okay. Nirvana would be huge. So Dave is back there. He's playing the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kirk or whatever. And then... And Kurt's the... Kurt's the hologram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Chris on bass. Oh, uh, yeah. That sounds blasphemous to me, that one. Oh, but the Beatles but it's him. Didn't... Yeah, it's technically him. It's him. Yeah. John Lennon up there didn't sound blasphemous to you? No, he was fine with that. And the other guy? 
<laughs> As Jensen lovingly called him. Queen? Freddie Mercury uh, with all the living members? I mean, I'd be tempted to peek at it. I don't think I'd pay and buy a ticket, but I'd like to know how good... It, I, I'm just interested in how good the technology is. The gotten. technology, yeah. I that's just, I'm not interested to see like Nat King Cole by himself on a stage doing hologram, but if it's a band where a member has been replaced by a hologram, I think I'd go. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. I want to yes. applaud the Nat King Cole reference. It was odd uh, I think they, to me. I think they did it. I they think... did it with his daughter. Okay. Yeah, Natalie Cole sang with her daughter, with uh, her father during right. some award show or something. Yeah, but that was with a video. That wasn't with a hologram. Wasn't it being so judgy? Right? I'm just saying. That was BS. <laughs> Didn't get me hard at all. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it a bean. Well, there was no fire in Bull Steven. Neither Jensen or I were into it. Oh. <laughs> all right. You guys want some birthdays? Calm down, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I regret sending you that clip. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, happy birthday, as well as Fred Willard, James what Marsh. What happened? Oh, I'm sorry, Fred, what? Well, Fred's gone. Uh, one more. Fred's a hologram now. No, he's not. I'm going to his birthday on Saturday. Okay. One more time. Um, I don't think so. All right. There you go. Not worth it. Uh, James Marsden and Jada Pinkett-Smith, and that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. The uh, Black Keys, one of our great rock bands working today, have been away for five years, you guys, and they have returned to kick off their 38-date North American Let's Rock Tour. They're going to be playing tomorrow night at the Wiltern. You can go to krock.com for a chance to win a tickets, or you can call us right now at 1-800-520-1067 with a game that we unfortunately like to call Meow Meow Key. Can we play the game? Look, I I love cats, but that one needs to be put down. I'm sorry. That is just, (laughs) that's intolerable. Kevin, you want to explain the game to our callers on hold, please? Uh, Yes, we are going to meow a song. We're going to meow a song, like you just heard. Shouts to the Atlanta Morning Show we stole this from. Agreed. Yes. Stole it wholeheartedly from Just straight up. First first we mocked it. We mocked it as being terrible. And the more we listened to it, the more we thought, you know what? That's actually kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. All right. So we're going to spin the wheel. It's going to land on somebody. They're going to do a uh, meowy version of a Black Key song. All you have to do is identify it. What, What song is it? Now, are we, uh, and if, you, if you're right, you go into the drawing, somebody wins the tickets for Black Keys. Are we uh, Instagram living right now? Yes. Okay, Instagram live if you want to see the magic. Let's At go to Kevin our, and Bean. Let's go to our first contestant. Who would that be, please? That would be uh, Patrick in Corona. Good morning, Patrick. Patricia. Good morning, Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> Is it Heimer? <laughs> Can you put Patrick on the phone, please? <laughs> All right, Patricia, we're going to spin the wheel and find out who's going to be meowing a Black Keys song. You just identify it by title, and you're in the drawing. And you get the King of Mexico. Yay! Yeah, all right. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> Patricia. Oh, Patricia. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready, Patricia? 
I am. All right, here we go. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Okay, I think that's playing. I think that's playing. I heard that song. That's a very sad cat. Okay, okay. Wow, Patricia, good luck. Say lonely boy, I guess. Oh, no. it's not your fault. Tied it up on your wow, definitely oh, not right. on. Woo. Not Patricia. Wow. Nailed it. I should wow. join cats. That was terrible. <laughs> Brandon Santa Clarita. Good morning. Hey. All right. Hi, good morning. Uh, okay. Did we did we wake you up? You okay? <laughs> He's like I'm Brianna. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Meow Yoki. Spitting the wheel, and you get. Me. Oh. Let's see if Kevin can meow better than he can whistle. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Ooh. Tender. Definitely tender. Right? Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Wouldn't it be funny if like you can't hear a single thing because the cop was right outside? I think you murdered Brian. What if it's Brian? Brian, what's that song? Um, fever. Oh, can it be the voice is calling me? Yeah, that's okay, exactly. Yeah, I felt yeah. like I was okay. Well, so did Dave. Uh, All right, <laughs> both for two. All right, let's go to uh, Lonnie in Menifee. Good morning. Good morning, Lonnie. You understand that we're meowing Black Keys songs, right? <laughs> so far, yes. so good. We have no one that's got it yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's spin the wheel. Good luck. Thank you. Ooh, good spin, by yeah, the way. Thank you. Spin. I really felt good about that. And you get Allie. Ooh. Hey. Lucky Ooh. you. <laughs> All right, Lonnie, we can do this. You ready? Yes. Meow, 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 I thought that was the one. That was Helen for you. Uh, Come on, Lonnie, uh, get it together. I don't feel like this is going incredibly well. I mean, if they didn't get tightened up, then I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leopold, good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm sure he's even going to be able to hear us. Are you in a Can car you hear us over the wind? How, uh, are you flying a jet right now? How is it living on the space station? Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen as closely as you can. We're going to spin the wheel and find out who's going to meow a Black Keys song for you. All right. Uh, no way he's hearing it. I'm telling you yep. that right now. And you get Jensen. Oh, my God. Jensen. Do Jensen. I have to scream this, Leopold? Pretty no. much. Do it really, really softly. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. That part's back. Meow, 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 meow. All right. Leopold? Uh, gold on the ceiling? Jesus. Hmm. You guys, Fever. at some point, it has to be us. Right? We're like, oh, these I contestants mean, I feel can't good. get it. The next one's going to get it's it. It's not technically yeah. our game, so we could always back away from it at any point. Okay, good. Are, are good. we, uh, God, those guys in Atlanta were terrible. Are we, um, <laughs> are we at sudden death yet? Not yet. Okay. Let's, let's figure out the next one. All okay. Right. I have faith in Andrew from El Monte. Good morning, Andrew. 
Guys, I am four for four. Oh, oh, four, four, four. Nice. There we go. Nice. Okay. It's a good right. way to jinx yourself. Yep. Yep. No way you'll yeah. get this one now. Not possible. And you get bean. Oh. oh. Okay. All right. I have to meow a Black Keys song now that, yep. I, haven't, that I haven't heard in years. But All Andrew's right. four for four. Hey. So. Okay. Here we right, go. Here we go. Meow, 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 None no. of us did. None no. of us did either. We were looking at the list. Okay, I feel like this person's going to get sudden it. death. Sudden death. We have to be sudden death at this point because we've all failed. All wow. right, let's go to Adrian and Whittier. Good morning. Good morning, Park people. Mm. Uh, we are really counting on you more than you know here, Adrian. It's sudden right. death, so if you get this, you win. All right. All right. Spinning the wheel to see who's going to meow your song. And it is Allie. Oh. Allie again. Allie, okay. Allie, Allie did a great job with howling for you. Yeah. I felt like I did. I think it was on Lonnie back then, but let's see what happens here. All right, Adrian, you ready? Ready. Meow, 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 Sorry, we were celebrating. What? <laughs> what, Adrian? You. the Black Keys uh, tomorrow night at the Wilter. We got another chance for you to win coming up uh, in less than an hour. Thanks for playing Meow Meow. Meow, 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 meow. meow it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How about some Beat Makes Us Guess? Beat Makes Us Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Beat Makes Us Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Beat is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beat Makes Us Guess. Yes. Any, um, any Brad Pitt fans in the room? Anyone enjoy the work in movies of Mr. Brad Pitt? I'll take that. I think he's great. Yeah. I think he's a great actor, too. I, I do. Uh, he's never won an Oscar as a uh, as an actor yet, but he's been in a lot of terrific movies. And our friends over at Ranker.com have ranked all 47 Brad Pitt movies. What is the best Brad Pitt performance of all time? The movie in which Brad Pitt was the greatest. That's what we are looking for here. So, Brad Pitt fans, listen up. Let's see how you do. You get a point for everything in the top ten. On this edition of Bean Makes His Guest, Kevin, as usual, you get to go first. This was uh, the movie where the where the dude was playing the guitar with Lady Gaga. 
and then they were performing oh. together on a piano, and the Bing's like, no, oh, right. I hope they Brad. fall in no, love. I would really love them that to fall Bradley, in love. That uh, was Bradley Cooper. Dude. Bradley Cooper. Brad, yeah. What? Bradley, that was Bradley Cooper, not Brad Pitt. We're looking for Brad Pitt movies. If that's your guess, I... Sorry, no point for you, sir. Um, All right, Muggs is on location at the Blood Drive, Hollywood Park Casino right now, so he is unavailable for the game. Jensen, you're subbing in. What's your guess? Uh, I'll go with my favorite Brad Pitt movie, Seven. It's... Mm. Everyone's yeah! favorite Brad Pitt movie. What's in the box? What's, What's in, the, in box? the box? With uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Morgan Freeman, an all-time classic number one on the ranker list of best Brad Pitt performances. Well done. Jensen is on Thank the board you. with a point. Allie. I don't even know if he was that good in this. He was super hot. That's all mm-hmm. I remember. Thelma and Louise. Uh, I'm surprised it's not higher. Number 16. Thelma and Louise. Because that was the one where the whole world was introduced to and fell in love with Brad Pitt. Those abs, am I right? Yeah, that was his his big breakout. Who's with me, ladies? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Kevin, let's see if you can get the right actor. Brad Pitt is the one we're looking for here. The dude in that uh, movie with um, Ray Romano. He plays Mm -hmm. his brother, and his parents come over all the time. He's like, Raymond. That's uh, a TV show, Everybody Loves Raymond, and that's Brad Garrett. Yeah. Is he on the list? God, he's not. Not not a Brad Pitt or a movie, so really, <laughs> really no score there. Scratching that one off. All right, Jensen, you are currently in the lead with one point. Uh, I will go with a movie a lot of people like, Snatch. Snatch is number Love 10 that. on the list, yes. Um, that was the um, uh, Guy Ritchie yes. film where you couldn't understand a word Not a single word. Brad Pitt said, yeah. which was hilarious. All right, Allie, let's get you on the board. Uh, let's go... Interview with the Vampire. Number five. Well done. Interview with the Vampire. Kevin, you love that movie, right? I do. Yeah, that was great. All right. Let's see if you can come up with another Brad Pitt movie here. All right. Get Out. That's a movie, right? That is a movie. And the dude that played the dad there, who who was also on the West Wing TV show. Yeah, that's Bradley. Whitford? Yeah, Whitford. It's very weird because you're not selecting movies. You're saying (laughs) actors' names that are also Brad. So it's like the game is to pick the movies, but you keep saying other Brads. Get get out. Get out there. Okay, get out. I don't even know if Brad Brad Pitt saw Get Out. So (laughs) it certainly wasn't in it. Okay. (laughs) All right, Kevin, a a rare offer for you today. Right? I usually usually destroy. At this game. He also usually answers with the correct <laughs> noun. Like, you know what I mean? Like a movie title. How dare you? All right, Jensen, what you got? I'll go with True Romance. True Romance, which was the one that was, if I remember correctly, written by Quentin Tarantino? Uh, yes. Is that right? Yeah, I think Ridley Scott directed. Yeah. It is uh, not in the top 10. Oh. Uh, I don't think. I don't see. Well, there's 10 to look oh, at. Number yeah. 20. Number 20. Okay. Number 20 on the list. Sorry. Uh, no point for you. Allie, okay. you can tie the game here. Okay, let's just go uh, Tarantino and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to tell you that I don't know how long this ranker list has been up, but there haven't been enough people who have upvoted that. It is oh. number 31 Whoa. on the list. Oh, dear. Wow. Okay. Number 31. All right, we got time to go around a couple more times. Kevin, you're up. All right, the movie where the guy wrote that series of books, like I am Abraham Lincoln and that kind of stuff. That's, That's our Brad friend Meltzer. Brad Meltzer. Yes, okay. he's an author. He's an author. Good God. He's not not Brad Pitt. He's not even an actor. (laughs) He was a movie star. No. No. Agree to disagree. He's on our show. What is wrong with you? He's a writer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jensen. Uh, I will go with the movie that ruined his marriage, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Mm. Smith. I enjoyed that movie more than a lot of people did, by the way. Mm. But I think people were so sad for Jennifer Aniston that they were like, like couldn't enjoy it. Okay. But not a point. I'm sorry. Yeah. Number 13. Number 13 close, on the list. Close. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. All right, Allie. Honestly, I have no idea if he's in this, but 
like a bunch of hot dudes were. Was he in Ocean's Eleven? Number four. Oh. Ooh. Ocean's Sweet. Eleven. Bunch of hot dudes were. Well I literally done. wrote Ocean's Eleven question mark. <laughs> uh, do we have a tie game? We do. All right. And one more round. Kevin, you're up. Uh, that movie about the band that broke up, but then they played one last time at the Olympic Auditorium, and they started looking for a new lead singer, and Be Real came out, and Send Dog came Are out. Are you thinking of Brad Wilk, the drummer for Radio yes! Machine? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nothing to do. Not even a strong Brad. No. 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 Where was Brad Williams how on your goddamn you? list, by the way? Not a strong Brad. <laughs> Where was Brad Williams? I couldn't figure out how to make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Brad Williams. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Wow. All right. Jensen Carr. That was a good joke. Tie game. This is where it all counts. Jensen, what are you going to do? I'm going to piggyback off of Allie's answer. And mm-hmm. although I'd like to say Burn After Reading because it is an incredible Brad Pitt movie by the Coen Brothers. Only movie. one guess. I'm sorry. Ocean's 12. Number 21. Oh, no. Number 21. Allie. This is a disaster. I'm going to uh, say Burn After Reading. I'm going to say... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Number 23 was Bird After Reading. So we have a tie game. Here are some of the films I'll just give you a say uh, in the top 20. True Romance, number 20, then World War Z. Sure. Then a movie that I loved, Fury, which you guys remember, right, with the Shia LaBeouf. Then Ocean's 13, Thelma and Louise, Sleepers. Oh, Meet, well, all right. Meet Joe Black, which was terrible. Terrible. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, A River Runs Through It. Oh, man. With Robert Redford. Uh, 12 Monkeys, number 11. Snatch, number 10. Oh, we're not even in the top 10. No. Okay, (laughs) never mind. Another terrible movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button at number 9. Number 8, Troy. Mm. Remember Troy when he played Achilles? Barely. Would not have thought that's an 8. No, he wore sandals. It was gross. Number 7, a great performance in a great movie, Moneyball. Yeah, that would be good. Number six, you hit one Quentin Tarantino movie, but forgot his best Brad Pitt movie, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Number six. I am I'm really mad that one's gonna come up, but in our defense, we're not supposed to talk about it. We're not there yet. Number five, interview with a vampire. Number four, Oceans Eleven. Number three, Legends of the Fall. Remember that with Anthony Hopkins? Mm. Number two, and I am stunned nobody said Fight Club. Club, you guys. That's what I'm talking about. It. That's right. That makes sense. And number one was seven. So we got a tie game today. But this has been B makes us guess. B makes us guess. Yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. I was out uh, the other day and I had a weird uh, thought. Uh, I haven't had a uh, bumper sticker on my car in decades. Right. It hasn't even occurred to me. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of ways you can uh, you can make a public statement with something. I mean, you can wear it on a T-shirt. I do that every day. You could, if it's something you're really committed to for life, you could make it a tattoo if you want. But a lot of people settle on a bumper sticker. And I wanted to talk about that because I don't feel like you see as many bumper stickers as you used to. Like it's a little bit, a little bit out of fashion, except for the K Rock stickers, which are awesome. Which are awesome. I mean, those are incredible. Everyone Clearly. should have a K Rock yeah, sticker. Agreed. Those are really good. Yeah, but I like when you see someone driving down the road, and I see this uh, frequently with like the little Apple cutout that comes with computers. You know mm-hmm. that the little Apple logo, and people go, I I identify so much with being a, a an Apple computer user that I'm going to peel that off and put it on the bumper of my car and leave it there for years. Like, what's going on there where being a person with an Apple computer is so much of your identity that you put it on your bumper sticker? Or, or like, past candidate election bumper stickers. Like, I'm fine with current or whatever. Yeah, but, like, when you see Michael Dukakis, 88, you know what I mean? Like, those... Well, that's a different problem. The other problem is you never take them off. Once you put them on, 
never take them off. Right. It's because right. it's, yeah. it's, it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. Dukakis is always on a Volvo, though. Have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> always a Volvo. You know, I, um, I, before we get into the political stickers, though, like the Apple guy, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what's his deal? Why would he put that on his car? He's an yeah. Apple head, man. Yeah, but millions of people have Apple computers. Are you are you bragging? I mean, how is that a brag? Well, that's the same as like the Calvin and Hobbes peeing on a Ford sign. Do you know Do you know that one? Of yeah, because yeah. I own a Chevy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it. I mean, I didn't want to say you had it, but yeah. yeah. But like that is a statement, right? Like these statements are being made, and I think that the people who have these bumper stickers are thrilled to do it. I just don't feel right, like that this, person. Yeah, is this either. supposed to be a burn for the Microsofters, though? Is that what it is? Is just to like rub it into the world that uses Microsoft products and saying, "Look, I'm better than you." I don't know. I doubt it. I, I would assume they're just excited, proud. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you have a bumper sticker on your car, this is the whole point of this. We would like you to tell us what it is and why. Defend you, it. Um, maybe you don't have to defend it. No, maybe, I'd like them to. I need we'll, them to. <laughs> yeah, for my, own, like why. my own sake. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll all think it's awesome. But maybe. If, you, if you have a bumper sticker on your car now in 2019, we want to hear from you at one 800 What about the people who, and I see this, uh, a variation of this frequently, uh, in case of rapture, this car will be unmanned. Is that just um, somebody just trying to convert me? Is that what that's about? Boy, I've I don't even know because it doesn't seem like that message is for you. Well, y- y- the other day uh, I saw one while driving that was just a small square, and it was the uh, Nazi sign. It was the swastika, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it had a like a Ghostbusters line through it. You know, like a no swastikas. Right. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty understood. I mean, we all do. We all sort need of one of those. Yeah, like now I'm nervous. I don't have one. Yeah, but that at least I understand a little bit because of kind of the rise of you know white power in this country. And but is that the years? statement you need to make on your car? That's the defense I'm trying to hear. I'm trying to hear you say it's doing something on my car. Right. Right. It's helping. I also saw. Um, and this is actually literally the bumper sticker that made me think that we needed to, to do this topic on the air. I love, it was either I love or I support my public library. Oh, that's nice. Which is, I mean, it's a sweet thing to do, but how much of your identity is it that you put it on a bumper sticker on your car? This is what I want. I want you to know only one thing about me. Yeah. I love me some libraries. Yeah. Well, that's what that is. I would assume it was either a librarian or somebody that supports their library and they donate, so mm-hmm. that is part of the package that you get so from your donation. You get a free bumper so sticker. So you think they're trying to get that message out so other people yeah, will do that? Absolutely. Allie, you still have the uh, support world peas on your car? I did as a kid. I'm not going to lie. I used to laugh when I'd see that because it wasn't <laughs> world peace. It was just a picture of like uh, the vegetable peas just right. going through the air because they were world with a WH. <laughs> I thought that was so clever. <laughs> is, that, is that weird? Don't tell that story again. <laughs> ah, I was a kid. That was a single Allie BK right there with that oh. story. Jensen, have you ever had a bumper sticker on your car? I have never had a bumper sticker on my car. No. Kevin. I, uh-uh. Uh, I have. I've had Galaxy and Kings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now, see, that makes sense. Yeah, but, yes. Totally um, makes sense. I don't I, I, I don't know why it's different for me, but if you're, if you're repping your sports team, that makes sense But I me. did a license plate, like a license plate frame for the Clippers. Like, I just feel like a bumper sticker is like, is like, I have 100 cats. You know what I mean? Like, it's just saying something else. I don't else. think that's the case. Because mm. I only have in the high 90s, but not 100. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Do you By have the way, a- is the one that you see the most, the family with the 
dad or baby yeah. on board or baby oh, on yeah. board yeah. or yeah. the my kid is a yeah uh, other student. student yeah all right, let's take a call. 1-800-520-1067. Let's do Manny and Reseda because he actually has the Apple sticker on his car. We were trying to figure out how Apple becomes so much of your identity that you drive around with it all the time. Manny, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. What's up, my friend? How you doing, guys? We are good. Thank you. Good. Tell us about your sticker. All right. Well, I have this sticker for 15 years on both my cars. Okay. The little white Apple because I never get a virus. I mean, Apple is the best. PC, I always get a virus. Programs suck on PC. You know, there, there, there are lots of viruses on Apple computers. Now, I don't want you to be fooled by the fact that you just haven't gotten one. Well, it's you, much easier. We have, Manny's right in the sense that it's it's less virus. Yeah, there are fewer. fewer yeah. But but it's we're long past the days of no no viruses. So That's, what are you what are you trying I to do? Are you, are you are you trying to get other people to? He wait, just wait, said wait, I look what? at porn. Wait, what? Manny, Is that what you said, Manny? What? Did you say Manny? Yes, I look at porn and I never get a virus. I used to get viruses all okay. the time when I was on PC. I mean, let's right. unpack this. Um, like, what's your favorite kind? No, wait. He's saying, hold on. Because porn gives you a lot of viruses on your computer, but Unless because he uses Apple, it's an Apple. he's okay. like, I'm safe. So let's take a step back. Uh-huh. He's He has bumper stickers on his car because it gives him a freer porn viewing. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm. I like it, man. So you're well, encouraging you. porn to everyone else that sees your bumper sticker. Hey, don't, hey, you, hey, use Apple. You'll get <laughs> free porn. Buy yeah, free porn. porn. <laughs> if you don't want to get a virus, let's if you don't want to get a virus. Yeah, if we wanted a virus, Apple. we'd have actual sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny. Thank, thank you for the call. I think you made some converts here. Uh, 1-800-520-1067. What's your bumper sticker and why? We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Uh, Uvia? In Victorville? Yeah, good morning. Yes. Yes. Uvi, I'm so glad you called. How's that uh, How's that Cracker Barrel up there in Victorville? Oh, it's really good. I, I try their hash browns with cheese and onions. They're delicious. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to meet you up there one day. I can't wait to make it to that Cracker Barrel. I feel like we may be off topic. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, it's possible yeah, we're off that's topic. Right. That's right. We're talking about bumper stickers. You have one in your car. What is it, and why did you put a bumper sticker on your car? So my bumper sticker says Scrub Life. Like S C R U B life. Scrub life. And it has a little stethoscope and the little EKG sign because I'm a nurse and living in scrubs is my life. So scrub life. Okay. I love you. I like the way she all. delivered it right there. Uh, I'm just glad it wasn't like a little picture of like Left Eye Lopez on the left. And then you're like, oh, no. Um, she's... Don't want no, no? scrubs. Yeah. No scrubs. No yeah. scrubs. All right. Scrubs. Okay. Uh, put that in the file, first of all. But second of all, Yuvia, we will allow it. Uh, thank you for being a nurse. You're one of the Amen. good ones. We appreciate it. All right? Thank you for having me. I love you guys. You bet. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. By the way, we're talking about uh, bumper stickers. Who still has them and why? How about musical acts? Kevin, you talked about your appreciation for your local sports teams. Mm-hmm. Like if there were if Rage Against the Machine existed, would you ever put a Rage Against the Machine sticker on your car? Um, probably. I mean, there yeah. are a lot. You know, you definitely occasionally will see like a Mike Hem sticker or something, or Chili Pepper sticker or something like that. Some band that people are really, really into. And I guess I sort of get that. Sure. Too. All right, let's get back to your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. We're going to start with uh, Adrian up first here, Los Angeles, line six, please. Morning, Adrian. Yeah, talking about the stickers in my driver's side. I got a two door. Uh, it's an Infinity. And it's dropped. Uh, I have a sticker that says, let me guess, driver license, registration, and proven insurance. (laughs) And that is specifically for when you get pulled over? 
not that I get pulled over a lot, but yeah, it's for me to see if I can get away with it, make the uh, the police officer crack a joke. Or, or oh, not. I see. Okay. So maybe he's in a little bit of a better mood, so he doesn't give you a ticket. I know, right? And then on my passenger side, I got a, a, another sticker that says, no fat chicks allowed. Right. Okay. Well, right. well, the cop's gonna love that one too. <laughs> that, that's not a uh, that's not a problem at all. Driving nope. around with that no. in 2019, <laughs> not at all. No, Adrian. Thank you for the call. <laughs> By the way, uh, no love for uh, ask ass or grass. No one rides for free. Come on, where's that sticker? Uh, in the 70s. <laughs> How about keep on trucking? No love for keep on trucking? I mean, if you're a time traveler, these work perfect. <laughs> All right. Give me some Lori, please. She's in HB, line seven, up next. Hey, Lori. Hi, how's it going today? Good, thank you. Great. What's your brother's My favorite doing? people. Thank you. Okay, so my friend are taking the grandkids, and we're taking the grandkids to the mall, you know, for school clothes, and we pull up behind a car, and it says, honk if you love Jesus. So we're all honking and thumbs up and everything, and the guy's all flipping us off out the window and everything. <gasps> so wait, get up to the, wait, his sticker said honk if you love Jesus. You honked. Like, yeah, and so we get up to the next thing, and I'm like, dude, he's like, why are you honking at me? And, blah, 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 and, all and I said, we're honking you because your bumper sticker says honk if you love Jesus. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It's my mother-in-law's car. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> sorry, okay? <laughs> That's very funny. Thank you for the call, Lori. Hey, uh, speaking, of, speaking of honking, Omar, what's the sticker you're ordering online today right after the show? Uh, I'm going to get a honk if you're horny. I love that. <laughs> that is All right. right. Uh, let me see. How about, uh, let's go to Dan Pico Rivera, line one, up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Talking bumper <laughs> stickers, these days you see fewer of them. Why are you committed to putting something on your car full-time? What's yours? Oh, well, I love bad humor. You should appreciate that. Um, yeah, we do too. Okay, go ahead. Made a living out of it. I have a sticker that says, well, I have the logo for uh, Comedy Central and Fox News. For com- It says uh, Comedy Central, my news channel. Fox News, my comedy channel. <laughs> so you are demanding to get your car keyed, essentially, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a funny thing. People that agree with me, like, give me the thumbs up. And people that don't, don't see it because they have their heads their asses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Ryan in Hollywood. I think he has a, a deep, thoughtful bumper sticker, if I understand correctly. Hey, Ryan. So um, i completely against bumper stickers on cars until my wife got her current job that she's in now. And they asked us and said, yeah, you know what, we'll put your bumper sticker on. So when you look at it, it says, be a branch in someone else's family tree. Yeah, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, that's kind of an insult. I'm going to tell my sister that. (laughs) But, (laughs) But what does it mean? actually for foster care so she works oh. for a nonprofit foster care agency so it's hey be a branch because there's a lot of kids out there who you know, are in need go be a branch in someone else's family tree for once that's great oh, that's okay. lovely i can't Jeez. find any way to turn that negative yeah. <laughs> and then on the other side he has no fat chicks allowed yeah <laughs> um that is very sweet thank you ryan i appreciate that you know i hadn't even thought about that category of people who are trying to encourage good behavior like for instance you know give blood you know would be would be another example of something you're just trying to make awareness happen. All right, good call there. Let's try, uh, let me see. Uh, let's go to Joanna. She has a very specific line eight, very specific bumper sticker. Let's see what kind of reaction she gets down there in Echo Park. Hey, Joanna, what bumper sticker do you have? I have a bumper sticker for the American Quarter Horse Association. So it says AQHA. Same. 
Um, why did they even make that bumper sticker? I don't really know. Uh, I just know that, you know, I was, like, with my folks when they first got the truck, like, 13 years ago, and horses have been a huge part of my life, and since all of my family has moved away, it's kind of like a nice little reminder, like a little sentimental kind of thing on there, just for me. And do do you horsey people give each other, like, thumbs up when you run into each other out on the road? I mean, I live in Echo Park. There aren't really any horsey people out here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, but you're doing, your, you're doing your bit. Thank you, Joanna. Let's close with one more. Let's make it Ginger Pico Rivera, line six, please, on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Ginger. Hey, what's going on, Kevin and Bean? Talking about bumper stickers. What do you have and why? Okay, so we were leaving a restaurant. There was a cop car parked next to us. We had K-Rock stickers on us, so we slapped the K-Rock sticker on the back of a cop car. Oh, well, that seems, I think that's fantastic. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> that's definitely... It was an excellent idea. We couldn't stop laughing our asses off. You did I mean, the right thing. That's, there's nothing funnier than vandalism. <laughs> USA! 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 It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, time for you, and what's happening? Well, I I quote tweeted a tweet that I saw yesterday from Variety, and people are not pleased, you guys. Oh, with the you tweet. or with the tweet? Uh, with, well, or both. they agree with my reaction to the tweet, but okay. let, me, let me read you what I quote tweeted. Okay. It's from Variety, and it says, Sony Pictures Entertainment CEO Tony Vinciquera, I believe is his name, uh, says that, quote, very famous people whose names I won't use want to redo Norman Lear's The Princess Bride. No! Which is what I quote tweeted. Just the word no. <laughs> um, Wait, how is it How is it Norman Lear's He's Princess the executive Bride? producer. They yeah. make it clear in the article. So, yeah, don't be thinking, oh, what about William Goldman? Everything's fine. He still wrote it. Everything's good. Rob and, Reiner still directed it. Okay. We're not changing history. Okay, we're not But it was a okay. whole thing on Norman Lear, so they were talking about him in the article. Gotcha. Um, but, wow, people are... Do not want that probably more than anything I've ever quote tweeted about. Like, people were just really upset. I mean, like, it, oh, how do you make a perfect movie yeah, perfecter? That's the problem. Good question. Perfect movie. Yeah. And then I thought the only way I would be okay with anything new Princess Bride is what if, you know, when Norman Lear did the live staging of the Jeffersons and... I was going to say one day at a time. Nope. Uh, all in the family. All in the family. What if you did a live staging of The Princess Bride on TV with the best comedic actors ever? That would be incredible. One night only, just a live restaging of The Princess Bride. I now, would accept that. What's Anything the difference else? Between, no. What's the difference between that and making a film that's in theaters? Uh, because it's just one night and it's appointment TV and it's... Uh, Live? How about if they made a movie, but they only showed it one night in theaters? Would that satisfy you? Like you are it. insane right I'm now. I'm just trying to understand no. your how you're dicing this. Well, That's a movie all. theater, a movie isn't live. This is a live 
Re- so you, so yeah. you don't mind it being remade as long as it's live and for one night only. It's not remade. <laughs> it's just it's just redone one night and live. Just say no. Just no. <laughs> Stick with your original answer. Okay. Okay. But okay. So let me ask you this, and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be devil's advocate here, but I don't have any problem with any movie being remade because okay. the original still exists if people want to watch it. Okay. True. Did True. did you have or did others who are who are complaining about the Princess Bride were they furious? That a Star Is Born was remade for the fourth time. No, because that movie sucked. They don't care. Yeah, but I mean, a Star Is, a Star is Born. That's a movie that has a great long Hollywood history and has been previously done as a phenomenal movie. Yeah, but it also, like when I said it sucked, I mean it sucked. What the new Star Is Born? No, the a Star Is Born. It's stupid. You're wrong. Screw that I movie. Think, it was a great film. I think you're way wrong. I mean, I think I'm just thinking off the top of my head in recent years, like True Grit, for instance, which was great that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that was a remake. Lots of movies are remakes because people get older and people don't go back and li- and watch the original. Look. It hurt me when they started talking about remaking Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid because I think that's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not going anywhere. Anyone who wants to hear see that movie can still see it. If Are you, you positive it, about that, though? If Yes, okay. I am. If right. somebody wants to make it for a new generation with new stars that introduce a great script and a great movie idea to an entirely new audience that may not even know about the original. How, how long ago is The Princess Bride? 40 years? That seems long. That seems real long, Pete. But maybe, you know, maybe but- it's maybe it's time for a new generation to be introduced to that story. But I feel but like a new do- generation is watching a Princess Bride. A new generation right now. No offense, but I don't think before the remake of A Star Is Born, we're like, let's check out a cool movie with. What's her name? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> right. I don't think people were clamoring for a. But you also, know. why not just make their like make a new version? Like it doesn't have to be the same story. Like give them their own Princess Bride. Well, this, that's not what they're talking about here. They're talking about actually. Yeah, I don't want that. You don't want that. I mean, um, you know, p- p- people were out upset that the Lion King was being remade. They thought the Lion King was a perfect movie. Well, look at how much that tanked. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a good idea for the Andre the Giant casting, though. Okay. Boban! Yeah, Boban. Boban. Oh, yes! Boban. Wouldn't he be great? All right, now I'm in. Remake it. Let's do it. I guess what I'm saying is both can exist and they can be for two completely different audiences, and that's okay. Not one Agreed. thing has to be for everybody. However, if the movie is considered this good, then you really mm-hmm. have a pretty big task in yeah. front of you. I'd, I'd be terrified yeah. if, I was, oh, yeah. if I was doing it. I mean, it I think sure. Ghostbusters is going to be very hard. This, you know, yeah, the, all that stuff is difficult. Anytime you're picking up a, a title, people find beloved. Uh, mm-hmm. Allie, were you uh, outraged that they remade Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, no, because I saw it and then I laughed. <laughs> wow, was that horrible. The remake was bad. It was but awful. I mean, but they tried. They tried to do the yeah. same thing we're talking about, which is to make a new movie with a big star Johnny Depp for a new audience. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get let it. Let people try. I get it. Um, but They're not all going to be successful, but let people no. try. That's what I'm saying. And, and I say this, you know, no, I don't want a new Princess Bride. That upsets me. But then I also think, okay, any John Hughes movie, I would be really mad. Well, there have been a couple, whatever. But if a new Pretty in Pink, F you. New Breakfast Club, how dare you? There are just certain (laughs) movies that we hold dear in our hearts, which I got to admit other people don't. Right, I think, and I think that's the point. Is let's yeah. not look at it from our own personal, you know, as as our own personal vanity project. Mm-hmm. Think about the the wider audience out there. Look, King Kong, one of the greatest movies ever made. How many times has that been remade? Seventy eight. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Godzilla as well. Godzilla, yeah. 
I don't look sad, but I really am disappointed. <laughs> I mean, that kid, I think, speaks for a lot of us. When she's we talk taking, about she's taking, it, taking it hard. I understand. <laughs> All right. Well, I still say live. Just one night would be kind of cool. I mean, you wanna, guys, they guys want to get back into why that's different? <laughs> they, they weren't throwing that out there. It's not like a... No. Okay. No, but it's Norman Lear, and he's the right. executive producer of Princess Bride, and he just won an Emmy for Right, the we understand that. But what I'm saying is both of these aren't being weighed in public so that we can all vote. What if Norman <laughs> they just Lear... They said they're going to remake it. What if Norman Lear loves Kevin and Bean. He's listening right now and he's like, that sounds great. I like to think that a 97-year-old man <laughs> mm-hmm. woke up and he's like, gotta put on those Kevin and Bean guys. Well, he gets Jensen's references if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who can't stop making 1920s references. <laughs> Hiya, folks. <laughs> Alright, some birthdays for you. Jada Pinkett Smith, James Marston, Jason Sudeikis, and Fred Willard. Well, I do believe they land on the moon. <laughs> that is not that is Fred. not Fred. <laughs> I wish it was. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen, time for the Fast Food Report. KROQ 106.7 FM. Through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the Fast Food Report. With your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He is Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Thanks, Omar. Uh, guys, it was a big day in the fast food industry yesterday. I was so happy to see so many listeners oh, all right. tagging me in tweets about new announcements Great. because it was a Almost a holiday wow. of major announcements. All right. Fantastic. We're in what I'm calling the chicken sandwich wars, right? Mm-hmm. Ever since the phenomenon that was the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, every chain has tried to capitalize on this trend. You have the McDonald's new spicy chicken barbecue sandwich. You have Wendy's bacon jalapeno chicken sandwich. And obviously, Chick-fil-A's had a stronghold on the industry for quite some time. Well, I'm happy to announce that yesterday, KFC has started its own reign. It it is the supreme franchise when it comes to chicken sandwiches because in 40 locations spread throughout Virginia and Pittsburgh, the chain will roll out the chicken and donuts menu. Oh. Now, we talked about it just the other day during my diarrhea-inducing visit to the L.A. County Fair. Oh. And now you can enjoy the indigestion as well with a piece of fried chicken, sort of a breast in the middle, Mm -hmm. between two warm glazed donuts as Mm. buns. And I presto, mean, come on. Mm. That's their entry into the chicken sandwich wars. The mix of sweet and savory will cost you $6 or $8 in a combo. So I ask, chicken with glaze, are you amazed or completely dismayed? Eat it or beat it. Let's start with Allie. I am currently looking for flights to Virginia. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it so much. Okay. Now, also remember, at any point, you could probably get the chicken breast and then get your own donuts. But sure, I understand this whole thing as far as having it in one Seems place. Like yeah, convenience. Too yeah. much work. Kevin, yeah. eat it or beat it? Eat, eat it. it. Yeah. Uh, bean? I can't say no to that. Eat it. Eating chicken. Wow, eating chicken wow. bean. I mean, I feel like I gotta try it. You All do. Right. How does one top that mashup, you might ask? You may think it's impossible. Well, then you haven't heard enough fast food reports because everything can be escalated. Let me introduce you to the new Pizza Hut stuffed Cheez-It pizza. Stuffed Cheez-It Pizza. Pizza Hut stuffed Cheez-It Pizza. The pizza free, uh, franchise has teamed up with the Cheez-It Chip to offer four baked jumbo squares with a crust topped with the iconic 
sharp cheddar flavor of Cheez-It crackers, and they look like little puffy Cheez-It crackers themselves. They're just these little pockets that look just like Cheez-Its. Hmm. Each crispy square is stuffed with either cheese or pepperoni and cheese and comes served with a side of marinara dipping sauce. They'll be found at participating locations starting September 24th for the price of $6.49. So I ask, is it a partnership of flavor? Do you cover it in cheese or prefer a disease? Eat it or beat it. Let's start with Kevin. Eat it. Eat it. You're going to have a heart attack. Pizza, I mean, from yeah, the food true. or from the yelling? From the Both. Yelling. Pizza Hut stuffed cheese it pizza bean. Eat it or beat it. Uh, I am not a cheese it fan. What? I eat think it. there are way better ways to get cheese on my pizza. What are you, a I, communist? I am a beat it is what I am. Wow. Beat it. Allie, eat it or beat it? Uh, the cheese its were making up the crust, right? Uh, yes. They Well, it's a it's a similar-esque cheese it crust, yes. I, I think I'm in. All right. Yeah. There you go. While on the subject of cheese, let's make our way over to the Amigos at El Pollo Loco. Now, this is the first kids' menu ever. It's the first kids' menu item ever for Fast Food Report. And I'm being told, much like Kevin's everyday life, you can order from the kids' menu without any repercussions. Oh, nice. Uh, let's take a look at the new mac and cheese yes, chicken taco. Eat it. Again, it is a <laughs> mac and cheese chicken taco, crisp tortilla shell filled with fire grilled chicken, and yes, macaroni and cheese. This sounds like a stoner's late night concoction, but it's available for a limited time, just two forty nine a la carte, or five dollars with a regular drink and small side. So I ask, good for the bigs or leave it to the kids? Eat it or be a start being. Uh, I've already killed one chicken today. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to kill one to put together with mac and cheese. That sure. sounds like too much for me. I'm going to beat it. All right, Allie. Leave my taco alone. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kevin? I like everything in it, and I would like it together. All right. That was predictable. Now, we know when it comes to family, Olive Garden has everyone beat. But what happens when your family takes on a modern-day bread bowl and introduces it to pizza? Let me explain. The Chicken Alfredo Pizza Bowl. They're using pizza bread as the bowl's dough and filling it with a blend of Italian cheeses, Alfredo sauce, and grilled chicken. It's literally a bowl filled with chicken pizza, just in case you were always hoping that your pie could become a sphere. <laughs> so the bowl will start at $7.99 and, as always, come with unlimited soup or salad and breadsticks. So I ask, uh, would you like to... Handle or keep pizza rectangle? Oh, that was a reach. <laughs> oh. The chicken Alfredo pizza bowl. Eat or beat it. Let's go back to Ali. I like anything in a bread bowl, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And I would honestly eat the hell out of that. Eat it. Yeah. Kevin, eat it or beat it? Eat it. Eat I'm eating everything, by the way. Yeah, so you I mean, are. It's sort of yeah. just uh, yeah. across the board. Uh-huh. Uh, Bean? I don't think I'm ready to trust Olive Garden with my pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think putting it in a different shape makes it any more appealing to me. I'm also going to beat this. Okay. Uh, out of the family will. Last one. Now, I've never bungee jumped or uh, partook in skydiving, uh, so I'm not much of a daredevil. But if you are, I ask, are you ballsy enough to eat brisket from Subway? <laughs> well, for a limited time, you can be the fast food evil Knievel with the smoked brisket sub. The new sandwich will have smoked brisket, cheddar cheese, and a zesty barbecue sauce served between pizzas of uh, pieces of freshly baked Italian bread only for sale through November 7th. You know what they always say, if you want real barbecue, go to Kansas City, Texas, or a subway location near you. <laughs> Customers can purchase the brisket sub for $6.99 for a 6-inch or $10.99 for a 12-inch. And you know what that means, subway brisket, Sandy, barbecue, or barbecue. 
you! Being in her ego is so Kevin! I don't think I'm, I, I don't think I'm eating that one. It's not happening. All right. What? No. No, thank you. Bean? First of all, I'm very concerned about you having a heart attack. I think Allie was on to something there. Uh, the veins are bulging out of your neck. Um, without comment, I am going to uh, join my man Kevin over there in the not eating it Beat line. It. Okay, Allie. It's unanimous. Hell no. Beat it. Just so you know, I'd have the brisket. I you would. would. I'm would probably going to do it just for the show. Wow. Yeah. That's so nice. get the toilet ready. That's my fast food report. <laughs> Signing off for Carol Q 106.7 FM. That was the fast food report with Jensen Carp. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Scott Ackerman back in the studio, you guys. Comedian, actor, writer, producer. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Creator, writer, and director. Oh, did I interrupt you? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> All my credits. I'm going to read every, everything on your IMDb, Scott. Oh, boy. Uh, creator, writer, director of uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Mm-hmm. Available on Netflix Friday. Scott, how the hell are you, man? I'm really good. It's such a pleasure to be back here. You know, I love coming in, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss you when you're gone, Bean. Thank I have no you, idea Scott. when that's going to be, but... Uh... Right after this interview. This is the last thing, <laughs> okay. I, last thing I want to Make check off my list. Close Make it, it memorable. Strong. Make it memorable. <laughs> so, Scott, I hate to be the guy who asks the questions you've yeah. had to field forever on this project, but, <laughs> I mean, uh, take us back to the beginning, if you would. Because um, yeah. I, rem- I remember we had you in first talking about Between Two Ferns after you uh, interviewed President Obama. Bob, after Zach, yes. Was President that the Bob. first time I ever did the show? I, the I don't first noteworthy thing I ever did. It was the first, <laughs> I, it's the first one I remember us talking specifically about yeah. between two ferns. But did, how did it how did it all begin to the point where now here we are with a major motion picture? Between two ferns started uh, ten years ago when I was going to make a video with Zach. And uh, we were just kind of chatting about things we wanted to do. And he used to have a public access television show. And so did I when I was in high school. Oh. And so he, there video I, I want to see them There both. are videos, yes. Wow. <laughs> we need that so badly. I was doing just shameless Letterman ripoff kind of comedy stuff. I mean, we all were. Yeah. It was 1985. <laughs> you know? Sure. But um, so he said he just had a title. He said, what if we did a public access thing? And I, I just want to call it Between Two Ferns. And that made me laugh really hard because when you do public access TV, all you have is a black curtain, two chairs, and then two giant plants (laughs) to to fill up the frame. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we just improvised it with Michael Sarah and put it together and put it on Funny or Die, and people really liked it, and that's how it started. And we're and you've only done, is this right, you've only done 22 episodes of Between Two Ferns? We've only, yeah, it's so strange. We've done 22 in 10 years and then uh, so many for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really had to ramp it up for this movie. Yeah, okay. we're, so, we're so lazy. <laughs> we decided to, <laughs> two so, a year. So as popular as some of those episodes were, 
I mean, with, you know, tens of millions of views, there have to have been times where people in Hollywood have said, hey, how about a movie? Can you make a movie? Hey, can you stretch this out to a movie? I mean, you must have fielded that in the past, right? Actually, no one, uh, strangely enough, was begging us for it. Oh, okay. Oh, we, it didn't happen that way. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we wanted to do one, and not because we were like, man, Between Two Ferns deserves to be up on the big screen. By the way, let me just interrupt and say, I think it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we just, we did a Comedy Central special a few years back, and we were uh, in New York where we interviewed Tina Fey and Jon Stewart and Richard Branson. And we were, to fill up the time, the whole half hour, we were like, Filming in New York and running around just improvising stuff on the street and interviewing people on the street and all, all sorts of stuff. And it was really fun. And we just had no plan. And we said, if we could do a movie like this where, you know, Zach's done so many comedy movies, but, you know, setting up lights and the cameras and everything takes so long that sometimes, uh, you know, the comedy can get kind of squeezed out of sure. it. So we said, if we could do a movie like this, that's just totally improvised where we're not setting up cameras all day. Um, it would be really fun. So the trick was to sort of figure out a plot that we could do very, very simply. So you shot the uh, a. There's a ton of improv in the movie. The, set, yeah. the, the, the 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 scenes are just sketched out by you, right? Yeah, it's a lot like this is Spinal Tap or Waiting for Guffman. We were really inspired by those. So it's the script was just random thoughts that I wrote down. <laughs> and You're like then, diner thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could write a movie like that. Literally, it was like hotel room. The cast improvises. <laughs> You're so lazy. All right, so you barely wrote it. Okay, understood. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, tell me about the technology of it. Did you just have like a guy with a handheld camera and a little light, like not a professional setup at all? No, you know, we we built actually a fake public access station here in L.A. that we could kind of control and light all of the time. So it had like a general light with it so that we could set up in five five minutes, basically. So if we got an idea, the cast would improvise something a lot. So like Lauren Lapkus, who's in the film, she at one point she improvised one of her duties that she has to do for Zach because she's his assistant. And it was really, really funny. And so we said, set up a camera. Let's go film that right now. And Interesting. we could do it all really, really quickly. Um, it got more complicated as we went along because the movie kind of gets bigger as it goes along. But the, the first couple of weeks, we just improvised all day uh, in, in a controlled environment. And how long are those celebrity interviews? Like, how long do you tape those for? Like, how long are they sitting there getting insulted? We usually, when we when we do the show online, we, we would do it in, like, two hours. Um, and then... People just slowly start to give you less and less time yeah. to, you know, <laughs> like when we did Obama, um, uh, President Obama, pres sorry, President Obama, he they said he would give us 45 minutes. And I said, OK, well, we have a stunt at the end. Just give me a 10 minute warning when he has to leave. And two minutes after he stepped into the room, they whispered in my ear, he has to leave. <laughs> so, so we sort of learned how to do it a little more quickly, and especially on the movie when we had to do 20 of the, uh, the interviews. We just got it kind of down to, to 45 minutes or so. I cannot believe, and for folks who haven't seen the trailer, it's the most star-studded thing you've ever seen. I cannot believe how many big stars you got for this thing, Scott. Yeah, there must have I been mean, a lot of goodwill among... They must have just been fans of Between Two Ferns, I assume. It, I don't know how we did it. I mean, but especially since we started started the movie with no one 
being cast uh, and then just cast people as we were filming. So Tiffany Haddish came in on the second day and Keanu Reeves was like the fourth day and then Matthew McConaughey and it just started snowballing where people wanted to be a part of it. Um, and David Letterman. Yeah, you know, I want to talk about that. Yeah, let's we take need, a break. Yeah. Let's take a break on the Letterman thing because that is, that, I mean, you said in 1985, all you're doing is ripping off David Letterman yeah. and now here you are essentially directing him in a major motion picture. Ripping so. him off uh, in a major motion picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I I think you could just lay down in your sweet grave and be happy right now, Scott. I Are you going to murder me? I feel like it. That's his way of saying it. Yes. I think what, you, for you, people who can't see us, there's a sniper rifle trained <laughs> on me right now. Just a laser dot. Between Two Ferns, the movie on Netflix Friday. Our friend Scott Ackerman is here. Quick break. More with Scott right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our guest is Scott Ackerman, who is the writer... Yeah. yeah. Hey, come on. I, I director of Between best. Two Ferns, the movie which is uh, on Netflix Friday. Uh, do, Zach, you all, do you introduce everyone that way? Like, a lot of question marks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach is going to be, uh, uh, we're thrilled it's on Netflix because everyone in the whole world can see it, but I, uh, from seeing the movie, Zach is going to be very disappointed this is not up on the big screen because he was really counting on that, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, when you only pitch it one place because he doesn't want to drive to another one, that's, that's, that's what happens. That's amazing. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's all worship at the funniest man who was ever on TV, David Letterman. Uh, you've been a fan as long as we have, Scott. How did it all come together that he has a couple of key scenes in yeah. your Between Two Ferns movie? Well, he basically... I had a list of people that I wanted in the movie and and that we went out to and it, you know so many said uh no. <laughs> and, uh, but Letterman was always there because we wanted to have an actual talk show host on in the movie because we wanted Zach to commiserate with a talk show host because that's his dream mm-hmm. is to get a late night talk show and Letterman was you know the one that I really really wanted and he doesn't do much. No, no, he no doesn't. I'm, sure he gets, he, I'm sure he gets asked to do a lot and just yes. prefers to fish in Montana. And I think he's done two movies. Man he's on the Moon, Cabin, Cabin Boy, Boy, Man on the Moon. And then yeah. he shows up in the Joaquin Phoenix doc and he was mad he's in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. He uh, he almost sued because he, he, he was told it was a documentary so right. they could use the footage without asking him. Right, So he's, right. he does not do movies he for many He doesn't do reasons, movies. Yeah. And, and, and he told uh, our... Okay, well, basically what happened was my... Uh, the producer on the film, Corinne... Um, she told Funny or Die that I would quit the movie unless they got Letterman. <laughs> um, so, wow. So Were you aware of that? I, in, in, uh, in hind- or I found out later about it. Is Once right? he actually signed on, she was like, oh, by the way, I said you were going to quit the movie. I wonder what that, what was the pitch? I mean, did, was he, he was familiar with he, Between I, Two Ferns or no? He knows Zach. He knows Zach. Zach was, right. on, was on his show. So I, I know he had an affinity for and Zach. And on that, he says he's watched every Between Two Ferns. The night before, he definitely watched yeah. every Between Two Ferns because he came in talking about particular jokes and how much he liked it. And, that had to be um, gratifying. Just oh, that alone oh, had yeah. to be gratifying for you. It was amazing. But, I mean, basically, he's just talking to Zach because I introduced myself but didn't want to bother him. I'm, right. I'm that type of person who, who like, doesn't want to say to the person, your works mean so much to me. Yeah, you're fangirling um, out completely. Yes, exactly. So I, I'm basically sitting there, and I'm giving uh, David Letterman direction, and the set photographer was under instructions to snap photos of me anytime Please. I would get next to it. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to pose for you. You know, with him or anything. So he just could not have been nicer. We didn't know how it was going to go, and we were nervous about it, but he came on set and put everyone at ease. Did you and- have to go, cut, Dave, come on, man. Come Stop on. it up. Yeah. No, he just, he loved the show, and... <laughs> 
you know, and then a few months later, I, I ran into him at an event and he rhapsodized again about how much he loved the experience and said it was one of his favorite days in show business. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh my God. Favorite day in show business. Yeah. And then, and we heard he didn't want to be in scenes because he doesn't like to act in movies. But then he is in scenes yeah. with us yeah. as well. Yeah. Like he went ahead and and did it, and we were all nervous to ask him. I was like, "Hey, Zach, go up and please ask David Letterman." If, Everybody if has to go through Zach. Yeah, yeah. And so Zach did it once, and then I said, "Ask him if we'll do another scene." And Zach was like, "You have to do it now." <laughs> I will say this: I am one of those people that lives for a blooper reel. Ah, uh, and same. if I can, I like Eastbound and Down. I've probably watched. Their blooper reel eight thousand times. Yeah, this one I will watch eight million times because <laughs> it brought me so much joy. A just to see Zach break. Yeah. We've never done yeah, one before. First, first look behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah we, we. In fact, we used to not e- ever even give interviews about Between Two Ferns because we didn't want anyone to ever talk about the process. And there was like a cameraman that we hired for one episode who did an interview about it once, and we were <laughs> so, so, so mad at him. Yeah, we were so <laughs> mad at him. But um, we decided to put a blooper reel in at the end. Uh, Zach really wanted to do it, and just to show people that we are having fun when we make this. I and... could have had another three hours of that. I would have been fine. <laughs> We did it. It was the very last thing we did for the movie. Mm-hmm. I had one day to put it together. It was just like trying to watch as many. How uh, much of that do you have? How much of that footage? Because you said yeah. you spent a long time with each person. Yeah, we, um, well, you know, I will say, and, and no one knows this, I'll just say it here, but uh, we are going to put out uh, episodes for everyone. <gasps> That'll yes! be great. Nice. They'll start coming out this week. All right. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. But only so, two a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we want to keep up the pace. That's the pace himself. No, but uh, we, yeah, we've we've only done twenty two episodes over ten years, and then I think we have ten coming out in the next, um, you know, few weeks. So. How stoked is Netflix? Yeah, it was great. I mean, you know, it was a lot of work to to also put those together in addition to the movie. But um, I, there's so much funny stuff yeah. that we couldn't put in the movie. We just really wanted it to be on. Yeah, because when I saw the Keanu one, I was like, man, I'd like to see a full episode. Yeah, of that yeah. yeah. Keanu was great, so by good. the way. Keanu was so awesome. Uh, you know, Benedict. Cumberbatch oh, was the nicest favorite. dude and hung out for an hour afterwards, just and, like wow. hanging out. And all of these people knew what Between Two Ferns was. There's nobody that signed on that didn't know, because I always wonder, like, there has to be somebody that goes to their agent. Why didn't you tell me what's happening? I can never tell. And so I, at, at one point, I just assumed everyone knew what they were doing there. And, and I was talking to one celebrity and I was five minutes into the conversation with them looking at me really confused until I realized they had no idea why they were there. Oh, what no. was about oh, to happen. No. So since then, I've sort of had to go up to people and, and, and say, hey, you know, these are like insult jokes. And Keanu Reeves is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great impression. Yeah. It was just like, you know, that's why I'm here. Um, Did you also awesome. write um, jokes for them? For yeah, the guests. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we the process is usually me and a few other people write eight pages of jokes the night before, and then uh, the morning of Zach and I will get into his trailer and and go through them, and Zach will sort of pick the ones that he wants to do. But then he just improvises on top of them because honestly, Zach does not understand uh, a lot of the jokes because he doesn't know anything about pop culture. <laughs> so I have to explain to him, no, this is funny because this happens. You know, right? This is such... Uh, this is the voice of Scott Ackerman. Again, we're talking about Between Two Ferns, the movie on Netflix Friday. This is such a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants experience. The way you're hustling everything right up to the last minute. And you said, Scott, the last segment, 
You didn't even know who half the celebrities were going to end up being in the movie when you guys started filming it. No, the fake public access station we were at where we we do a huge stunt at the beginning of the movie that we had to <laughs> get an enormous <laughs> studio that where they tape Glow. They tape the uh, uh, wrestling stuff in Glow. We took over that entire studio to do one stunt, uh-huh. and we were running out of time. Glow was coming in on a Tuesday. Is that right? Oh, and. No. We finally got Matthew McConaughey to do it on the Monday before oh, we had to get out of there. And uh, But, yeah, it was just we never knew who was going to be in it until uh, finally someone just would pop in. Well, we have uh, we have barely scratched the surface of the great people that are in this film. Everybody from Will Ferrell and John Hamm to Tiffany Haddish to Peter Dinklage, Chrissy Teigen, Jason Schwartzman, John Cho, John Legend. The list just goes on and on and on. It's so funny. It's available everywhere on Friday. Congratulations, by the way, to you and Thank the team. Thank you so much. Congratulations. <laughs> my team, yeah. My team will be happy to hear that. Thank <laughs> you so much. Dean, uh, so, is this the last time I'll ever be on the show with you I on ho- it? I hope that's not true, Scott. Really? I, I mean, the thing that I'm going to miss most about this job is no one on this room except for you, Scott. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Is the opportunity to talk to people like you who I'm such a fan of and admire so much and actually well, get a chance to, you know, satisfy my curiosity. Likewise, I love I've, to you. I've said it before. Uh, you guys have been my favorite since uh, I, I moved back here to L.A. in 1994. And, uh, you know, been listening to you since then. So thank you so much for everything you do. You're very sweet. Continued success, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie, what's happening on this Wednesday? Uh, You excited for season four of Fargo? Yes. Uh, oh, my I God, love so that. much. I'm yes. very excited. Yeah. All three seasons have been really, really good to great. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is when uh, the cast is led by Chris Rock. He's going to play Loy Cannon, the head of an African-American crime family. And they're going to kind of take on another family made up of Italian-Americans. Really looking forward to it. Uh, production begins in Chicago in the fall. Season four uh, is premiering in 2020. But they they added someone else to the show yesterday. Timothy Oliphant. Oh, like him. Seemed early in the drum roll. He's good. A little early. Yeah, I could have waited. Sorry. I could have waited. But he's going to have a reoccurring role on the FX series. So, all right. Looking forward to that. By the way, um, I was one of the people who was horrified when I heard that Fargo was going to be made into a TV show because it was a perfect movie. There was no Mm -hmm. way they could make a good TV show out of that movie. And I couldn't have been more wrong because I've loved it. Yep. I don't think that's going to stop with season four. I think you're going to love it. Yeah, sounds great. Just as much. Absolutely. Well, this is something uh, you don't see often, um, but actually you see the first part often. Lizzo um, went on Twitter to accuse a Postmates driver of stealing her order. (laughs) She called out both the driver and Postmates and writing a tweet. She said, hey, Postmates, this girl Tiffany W. stole my food. She's lucky I don't fight no more. Postmates responded saying, can you DM us? And they apologized for the less than satisfactory um, experience. But Twitter users were really upset with her. Um, Why? Because the truth hurts? Oh! Wow. Wow. I I don't hate it. Yeah, I'll um, leave it but, out. But um, people were writing like, snitches get stitches. And what are you doing? You have a huge platform. Why are you going after a specific person? What are you doing, Lizzo? Here's the part that doesn't happen much. She deleted the tweet and then wrote, I apologize for putting that girl on blast. I understand I have a large following and that there were so many variables that could have put her in danger. I'm going to be more responsible with my use of social media and check my petty and my pride at the door. Wait, I'm sorry. 
you genuinely reflected wow. on what you had done and did an actual apology. Not like, sorry if I offended any of Tiffany W's friends. Something like that. This is a genuine apology. That's so, rare nowadays. That is, that's beautiful. Actually. So would you say she and the Postmates driver are now good as hell? I, uh, I now need file it, please. Yeah, uh, I need he got away with one. Oh, We're not yeah. letting him get away with two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Good Lord. Well, I mean, she's got a lot of juice with that many Twitter okay. followers. Jeez. All right. Oh my God. She is, she's learning uh, responsibility now. Do you think that really happened or do you not think that really happened? Oh, I think it happened. I don't Three. think she made it up. Three of them he's done. Mm-hmm. Three. All right. Uh, moving along. Uh, Green Day have made very political statements in the past. Kind of what they're known for. But... Don't expect the band's upcoming new album to feature songs about President Trump. And there's a reason for it, because frontman Billy Joe Armstrong said, and I quote, Trump gives me diarrhea. I don't want to write a song about it. I made a poopy in my diapie. But here's the part that I found interesting. Um, Instead of the current president, Armstrong told Billboard that the band's new 10-song album was inspired in part by Kendrick Lamar. Oh. He said, quote, we wanted to create a dance groove with space between the drums and the vocals inspired by the way Kendrick Lamar does songs or more old school Motown music with its leading with the rhythm. Well, the first single doesn't demonstrate either of those. Well, the first single is very rocky mm-hmm. for sure. But I'm excited for this. Same. Album, sure. Yeah. Can not wait. And real weird, awful stuff happening over on Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys, Twitter, and his brother Aaron. So Nick Carter has been given a temporary restraining order against his younger brother Aaron after he allegedly threatened to kill Nick's pregnant wife Lauren and their unborn child. And he's got like a bunch of guns. Well, that's the thing. He was recently on the show The Doctors. He revealed that he suffered from multiple personality disorders, schizophrenia, acute anxiety, manic depression... And was prescribed several different medications. And then he went on TMZ Live and said, I'm not struggling with my mental health. And they asked him about cops visiting his home the previous night with plans to put him on a psychiatric hold. And he, he let the cops know, I have multiple guns in my house. I just need you guys to know that. And it was their eighth visit to his home in two weeks to check on his mental health. And, wow. they, and they left. They, there was nothing they could do at that point. So Nick Carter's like, you've been spiraling out of control. I need to protect my family. But then Aaron started tweeting last night, all of this is happening because I am talking uh, to one of the girls that has accused Nick Carter of rape in the past. So he's saying it was a slight on the family. So now Nick is coming after him in this way. Oof. It is getting real ugly. Yeah. It's just bad all around, and I wish both I wish you didn't have guns. That's yeah, my main I, thing. Absolutely. Because if someone is a mental uh, issues and, and yeah. should be 51 50 at some point, don't give them guns. I also, I know there's so many legalities that go into actually placing someone on a 51 but to go to a house eight times yeah, in two that weeks, should be it. I feel like maybe it is I. I, I'm not sure I follow, but I'll go ahead and accept that answer. Thank you, sir. All right. uh, Let's get to some birthdays. James Marsden, Jada Pinkett Smith, Jason Sudeikis, and happy birthday to Fred Willard. What happened? Well, what happened is your birthday, and that's what's happened. It's Kevin and Pete. K-U-Rock. 
One of our very favorite stand-up comedians and people in the whole wide world, mm. Nikki Glaser, in studio with us here on K-Rock. Oh, thanks for having me. Glaser. Irvine Improv all weekend long. New special banging. We'll talk about hitting Netflix October 1st. And she is a tornado of hot takes in the first minute she's been in the studio today. <laughs> Some stuff we can't say. Oh no, yeah, you. But I, I. But when it all breaks at some point in the okay. future, you'll be like, I remember mm-hmm. Nikki Glazer. Mm-hmm. Yep, she, she warned us. The can one we, we can yeah. say is yeah. that she said uh, she came in here and chugged a water, and we were like, whoa, chugged. She, but then she said, I hate water. I have to drink it like this. Yeah, it's <laughs> a painful thing to get through. For me. I don't think that's rare. I think a lot of people hate water. Who just hate themselves. how much you have to. No, drink. they just aren't it's into like water I'm at all. Disgusted by water. I just. I know that it makes me skin better it makes everything work better and it's just it's it's tedious for me to have to sip on it all day so i'd rather just like chug it every morning i wake up and i chug like four glasses of water and i feel like i want to throw up but i just like get that out of the way and then i feel like i'm good for most of the day Hmm. um but yeah it's just water is a it's just another it's just another thing that you're just like (laughs) oh that's why i'm not the way that i want to be i'm not drinking enough water and it's like there's always something and it's just exhausting there's something you're not doing enough of i have great news for you because you are young enough that you will see a world including in California with no water. So I know. I'm just trying happy. to get it in before it, we start fighting over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Ugh. So, Nikki, you have been extraordinarily busy lately. Yes. Um, I don't even know where to start because you've got... Let me let me just throw this out there because I know we all have things we want to ask you. I want to talk about the Alec Baldwin roast. Yeah. Um, which was phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. Sean Hayes. Mm. I could not believe how funny that dude was. He was so he was, he good. He was the, the, uh, the roast master, I guess. Yes, yeah, right, he emceed the the event, and yeah. um, yeah, he was great, and he was so it was he's someone I've watched from afar for so long on Will and Grace. Like I grew up watching Will and Grace; it was my mom's favorite show. So to be able to meet him backstage, and and be friends with him now, and like have a moment where he thinks I'm funny and I think he's funny, it's just like I keep having these moments where I'm like. What is my life? Like these what people like you like looked up to are now thinking that I'm funny. It's like it's just my little girl dream has come true and I really think I'm ready to quit the business. Like it doesn't get oh, better than this. Get out now. Wow. Yeah, get out now. I, you know, I did Conan the other night and Conan O'Brien is the reason I do stand-up comedy. He's When I discovered his show in eighth grade, I was obsessed, and I was like, I gotta work in comedy. My whole goal in doing this was just to be a regular on his show, and now it's my fifth appearance, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. I don't need anything else. We're gonna get back to the roast in a second, because you bring up Conan, who is my dream man. Dream. I love By him the way, so very much. So much so, she will not meet him. Will not. Oh, refuse. you need to meet him. He no, is, that's exactly, what everyone says. No, no, no. He won't no, disappoint. I know. He's wonderful. Everyone tells me he's but wonderful. But why don't you want to meet him? I don't know. Because I can't make out with him and that will I hurt. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but he'll, you know yeah. what? He'll, he'll make you feel so special. Mm. He'll make you feel so seen. He's well, so sweet. This is funny. why I want to talk to you about appearing on Conan. Because it's some of my favorite interactions like i used to love uh letterman and now i'm gonna space her name amy uh no we'll talk Fuller? no god i suck her brother's a writer oh sedaris sedaris yes. mm-hmm. their reactions were so great yes. together. that's how i think of your conan oh. because it's obvious how much you respect him how much you love him that when he breaks like i feel i feel such I'm proud. Thank like, you. Like, the honor I feel for you. And Thank you. You get it. When you also say things to him that you know he's questioning, oh, my God. I know. This is never going to make air because it's so... 
amazingly out of control. And then you see you literally cringe like, I've let Conan down. Oh, I really felt that way. Everyone goes, you love it. You love making him uncomfortable. I don't like making anyone uncomfortable. That is not... People go, oh, you're a sex comic. That's what you do. You love the groans. You love to make people cringe. You love to make them squirm in their seats. I hate that. All I'm doing is talking about what I'm interested in and what I think is funny. It just so happens to make people uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, it makes me laugh so hard. Watching Conan react and, and, and have those reactions of like horror or like I can't believe she just said that it really makes me feel sad and I and I feel like I've, I, I your whole face changes oh, you're like yeah. oh no I just did it and I go Conan I'm so sorry he goes no you're not no, you're, and I go I really am Conan I really am because I felt like you know taking a joke on Conan that is like really dirty I felt like I was walking into someone's house that says like don't take your sh- or to take your shoes off and I'm like trampling dirt everywhere yeah. like right. I respect his house so mm-hmm. much that it but then he it's funny because right when we finished the segment I I didn't even know if I had done well because his reactions were so horrified. Everyone in the crowd is kind of feeding off of him being like, what's happening right now? And they're both laughing, but then, and I even said to Andy, you can watch the clip, I go, was that good? Right. Like, I even said, I go, did that, was, was, was this okay? What did I do here? And then afterwards, Conan's like, listen, that's the dynamic here yeah. between you and I. And it's, it's like, you say shocking things, I look at the camera, act shocked. He was yeah. like, of, of course it's a real thing. Yeah. He's a, a repressed ca- Catholic boy. He talks about having to call his mother when she comes on the show and yeah. saying, don't, don't watch, watch tonight. the show tonight. <laughs> I know. And But he was so kind to me afterwards to make sure, because I was like, did that go well? Did I disrespect his show by being too dirty? Because I don't want to mm. ever do that. No. And he was like, no, it was great. It's and he's the greatest. It was so much fun. So, um, yeah, are that was a blast. Now? Uh, yeah, we are friends. friends with Conan. Whoa. That's the greatest. It's crazy. Whoa. I did his podcast the other day, and we got to like sit down and talk for an hour face to face. Amazing. And afterwards, he's like, "We gotta bring Nikki in, in into the mix at Conan. We gotta invite her to the parties." I was like, "My life is complete." <laughs> and then his assistant Sona was on my radio oh, show the Sona other day, so and I'm much. like, "I'm like friends with people." So like, what's left? Ugh. What's left? Okay, I'll tell you what's left. Um, I would like to be friendly with Jennifer Aniston. I would like to have her as like a highly good, possible. Friend. Yeah. I think it could happen. I um, sh- I'm very uh outspoken about my love of her. I do a, a pretty good impression. Um, oh, what? Oh, what? You? Okay. That's good. Oh, we can be friends. Oh, oh, I love you. Oh, oh, you. Oh. So I feel like I, I spent my whole life trying to be Jennifer Aniston, yeah. and I think I That's I would good, love to be yeah. friends with her. So when that happens, I can actually quit the business because I can just like move but into her guest I'd like house. To suggest that none of us want you to quit the business. No. Yeah. I, well, I am so tired, to be honest with you. I, I can't, well, take a break. Well, I yeah, can't keep up with this hard. business. Mm-hmm. I am working too hard. So I, so this is my this was my schedule the past week. It was insane. Okay. I did the roast, which mm-hmm. I was when I do the roast, it is like I am training for the Olympics. I'm out every night. I'm writing jokes all day. I hire a staff of people to write for me. I am like, it's like I'm running a writer's room. It's insane. Then I did the roast, so much pressure. Um, finished the roast, and then on a Saturday night, Thursday night, I go and tape a Netflix special, which is my second Netflix special I've taped. Taped one in May that's coming out on October 1st. It's called Bang, and you got to check it out. Wait, you wait for just you. taped another one Another this one, week? a 20-minute one. What this the? Week, uh, Thursday after the roast, which I was like, I so I flew to Vegas. I forgot my entire wardrobe for the taping. I had to have my friend, fl- I had to fly my friend to Vegas with my wardrobe. It was a whole nightmare. Oh, my Taped God. that. Go- then I flew to Indianapolis to do two shows on Friday, two shows Saturday. Flew back to L.A., did 
Conan on Monday. Um, today this is, is Tuesday. A week. She's talking about yeah. a week no, today and a half is now. Wednesday. Wednesday, I have I have a photo shoot all day today, and then tomorrow I'm on Lights Out with David Spade. Friday I'm in Irvine, two shows. Saturday I'm in Irvine, two shows. Sunday I fly to Vegas, do three shows, fly out that night, land in the morning at 6 a.m. in New York, and I do my radio show at 10 a.m. Why are you I, trying to die? I these are terrible choices. Well, here's the thing. All I'm, of them. I'm avoiding fine. the fact that I am. Uh, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm lonely. I'm avoiding my feelings. I'm okay. a workaholic because if I stop for a a second, I will realize that I'm kind of maybe lonely and that life is kind of sad. Mm. So I work. Oh. I'm, I'm addicted to work because I don't drink anymore. I I do smoke pot. I do eat pot. I do um, enjoy doing that. But um, but work is my drug. No? Work. Um, do you shove it up your oh, ass? I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. And I am <laughs> open quicker. to it. Yes. Yeah, just one of the little gummies. Pre- Can I do just one of the? Um, no, you don't really shove a gummy up your butt. <laughs> well. <laughs> Don't I mean, knock it to I have done that once. Can. can I tell you a story one uh, time? No. All right, well, you can't. Yes, but you can in a second. You can in a second. Okay. By the way, um, the improv shows this weekend, they're going to suck or you're going to rally and they're <laughs> going to be great? No, that's the most fun I have on stage is just being able to get up there and like let loose and be in front of a live crowd. And it's not about looking beautiful. It's not a taping. It, I don't ener- need to be- it re-energizes you uh, once you hit the stage. I can't wait. As soon as I grab the mic, I will dread every second leading up to the second I grab the mic. And I okay. always have fun on stage. So please come see me in Irvine at the Improv. Fantastic. Improv.com slash Irvine. Nikki Glaser is our guest. A quick break. More with her right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Nikki Glaser in studio right now. She is at the Irvine Improv all weekend long. Don't miss her. And her new Netflix special called Bangin', which we'll get to in a minute, is dropping <laughs> on October the 1st. Now, Nikki, I apologize, but I, I interrupted because we had to take a break there. Yeah. We, we were, I was talking about how exhausted you are mm-hmm. and, and stressed out you are, but then you take the stage, you hit that, that, that stage with the microphone, and you feel great. You said, oh, I got to tell you a funny story. Oh, yeah. Well, we were talking about putting um, weed gummies maybe up your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as a suppository. It was brought up. And I and Not you said, maybe time. don't no. do that. And I said, well, I kind of have done that before. I won some. I'm hilarious. I don't know if you've been able to tell. <laughs> and I don't have a lot to offer men in terms of, like, I'm, I'm maybe not the best in bed. I try my best. But I'm really funny when it comes to sex. Like, I try not to be, like, too funny because guys don't have a sense of humor when they have a boner. <laughs> well, but, yeah, their penis definitely doesn't have a sense of humor. But I do make funny things around sex. So one time I was picking up my ex-boyfriend at the air- airport, and he was my boyfriend at the time. Hadn't seen him in a while. Was very excited to see him. And I knew that, like, when whenever he picks me up and I'm driving... Like, he'll do some stuff to me on the car ride home, like, instantly. You know, okay. things, things will start happening with his hands and my body. Right. You get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I decided, um, and I had also just purchased him his favorite snack, because I knew he'd be hungry after coming off the plane, oh. of gummy worms. And I was like, <laughs> the you know, Uh-oh. like the sugary gummy worms, like oh, the sour no. gummy worms? Sure. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. And so I was like, wait a second, I know where his hand's going to go immediately. I have these gummy worms. Why don't I put one in my vagina, just on the outside, just like tuck oh. it in very lightly. <laughs> like, just in the, just. So I love it. it. So he goes for it, and then he's like, what is that? And he's like, what the? And he pulls out a gummy worm, and I'm like, isn't that funny? He's like, no. Like, he did not think it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was a great bit. Well, it's not a, it's not a vending machine, Nikki. I, mean. I know. I got to stop putting stuff in there, but I just I thought it would be fun. <laughs> speaking of, and this is, uh, is going to be a difficult transition, but speaking sure. of putting things in your vagina, yeah. I feel like, uh, as a result of watching your new Netflix special, Bang It, I feel mm-hmm. like I know more about you, your likes, your dislikes, your sexual oh, history, yeah. your 
body. I know every inch of your body mm. and everything you've ever done sexually or thought about sexually. Uh. There's never been a more personal and explicit comedy special than Bangin'. Am I right? Thank you so much. I don't know. I haven't watched all the specials, but I definitely put it out there of like what women experience on our end and what um, men can do on their end to make our experience a little bit better because it's just so hard to communicate these things in bed. I mean, I talk a good game on stage of like, you need to tell men what you want and, and men, you need to tell women what we're doing wrong. But when you're in the moment and you're naked and things are going down, we all just kind of like, people say never fake orgasms. Girls, you should never fake orgasms. Well, how am I ever supposed to end this? <laughs> how, what, I want to get back on my phone. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not faking orgasms because I'm not being true to myself. I just know that it's not going to happen. And there's nothing he can do to make it happen. Okay. And I don't even know what to do to myself to make it happen. So I fake one so I can get back on my phone. Sure. And so, so this special is what I've done with this special is I, I so many times during my live shows on the road I would I would talk about sex stuff and I would say like girls like this guys stop doing this and girls would come up to me and be like is there any way you could record this so I can watch it in yeah. front of my boyfriend and just like laugh really hard a lot of teachable <laughs> like, moments in this yes and, yeah. there, and that's what this is 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 like you can put this special on and men and women will both learn from it of how to pleasure each other more because here's the thing I actually um, I use it as a way, my stand-up as a way to communicate to men that I'm interested in dating and uh, am currently dating, you know? Because I have a hard time being like, hey, babe, I don't like it when you do this or this makes me feel... Or, like, it, for instance, I used to have a boyfriend that did the silent treatment. When he would get mad at me, he would just shut down. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even know what I had said wrong. You know, one time it was because we were watching The Bachelor and one of the hot guys on the show took his shirt off and I gasped because I, I couldn't help <laughs> my feelings. Mm -hmm. And he took offense to that. And then for the next several days, he was just in a bad mood at me oh because my. I had hurt his feelings. That's so yeah. weird. But he doesn't know how to, like, really express his feelings because he, you know, was grew up with parents who didn't care about his feelings. So he doesn't understand how to express his anger. So he bottles it up and he's mad at me and he doesn't even know how to tell me he's mm -hmm. mad at me. But he's just, we've all been in these relationships where men shut down and they're one word answers and you go, are you, are you mad? No. What? No, you know, and women do it to men, too, and it's really hurtful. And so I wrote an entire joke. I've never talked to him about it and said, hey, babe, it hurts me when you shut down for a week because I said something that didn't mean to hurt you. So I wrote a, a joke about the silent treatment and how there's um, it's really mean to do. There's nowhere for women to go. There's not like an ignored women's shelter that we can go to and show up and go like, am I safe here? And they're like, yeah, you're fine. I'm like, but what if he finds me? And they're like, he's not looking for you. He's glad you left. He thinks you moved in too soon um so i did that joke he watched it and stopped doing it is that oh, right wow. and then he just started hitting me i'm just oh, kidding no 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 i'm wow. just kidding Come no, on, no, no, no. but my part of my joke was if you are someone who does the silent treatment and you know who you are or you, if you're in a relationship with someone who does it it is a form of abuse and it should not be overlooked and sometimes he would for it would be like a week long of him for just something being that tiny that tiny yeah. and sometimes i wouldn't even be able to trace it and there would be times mm. where i'd be like can you just hit me? Can we be done with it? Just hit me across the face. At least that's a touch. Touch me hard. I'll take it. Just touch <laughs> oh, me. No. Because you don't get oh. touched. It, it really hurts when you do the silent treatment. So, um, so yeah, I get. this is the thing, is I use my stand-up to communicate to, to men in my life. Well, and I am so that. thirsty recently. All my appearances <laughs> have just been about how I am single. I want a relationship. I want a boyfriend. Come at me. I'm hot. I got a body. I'm working out all the time. And it's not for me. 
it's going to waste. I don't even hook up. I don't care about my body. I don't look at myself when I like am and feel them. I, like I, I could close my eyes when I'm masturbating. I don't need this. This is for men, and I'm doing nothing with it. It's just sitting on a shelf. That is sad. So someone come get it, please. Did you see? I don't fucking see the crowd when you're on stage, Nikki Glaser. But did you see how many people were watching that show with their hands over their eyes? They were so embarrassed. Yeah. Um. Yes. It was. Uh. It was. Wait, which one? Oh, um, banging. Yeah, banging. Uh, no, I didn't see that. Thank you for yes. pointing it out. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, because they can't believe what's coming out. Of your I mouth. made. I made a mistake with the special. Of the audience was way too lit, and that's the problem. Is like when like the audience lit isn't good or lit no, isn't, lit isn't oh, right. lighting wise. They right. were too exposed. So that's probably why they were hiding their faces because they were like, I don't want to be associated with. This. <laughs> I should have had them in the dark, and and that and, and that was a mistake on my part. But it's it's one of those specials that um yeah it might make you uncomfortable but i really feel like it's going to resonate with both men and women as, it's as great. just i'm just talking honestly that's all that all there is to it it's not only great it's the first time i can ever remember in the years we've been doing this show that i have not been able to pull a clip to play on the radio <laughs> when the comedian comes in cuz i could not find 30 seconds that was fcc friendly Yikes. So, well done. Mission accomplished. Uh, All right. Thank you. Before we run out of time, let me ask my, my real quick uh, uh, Alec Baldwin Rose questions that yes, I wanted to get to. Two, two things real quick. Um, you are hanging out with Robert De Niro. Now, mm-hmm. you talk about one of those is this my life moments. Did yes. you have any meaningful interaction with him? I did. Backstage, I shook his hand very mm-hmm. briefly. And then after his set, I went up to him and said, masterful job, sir. Everyone and that was, was so it. intimidated that he was there, right? Yeah, Everyone. he was so nice, though. And and there was there was no, like, really big takeaway from meeting him. He was just a, a sweet, smiley man. That's great. And, um, yeah, it was, it was everything I could have hoped it would All be. All right, and part two is you did go home with Blake Griffin, I hope. Oh, man, I tried, sure tried. so hard, dude. <laughs> you sure tried. Listen, my whole set was just about how much I wanted to have sex with him. Like, because <laughs> that was, you know, I write these roast jokes from a place of like, what? Parents, I heard. I literally would, and I want to. Um, and he's too funny. He's he is, funny And he's also. funny, too. Oh, yeah. and, he's, and I feel like I have, that's when, when guys are into comedy, hot guys are kind of in the comedy world, I have a little bit more clout. Usually they bang supermodels, but because I'm funny, they kind of are like, oh, I I'm raised up a couple like I'm a comedy nine but like I can be a comedy I can be like elevated to a street eight in their eyes <laughs> if I'm, because I'm funny so I thought and you know we we were talking the whole time and it was a little awkward because then he goes up on stage and talks about how he would never have sex with me and um and then you're seated next to each and other and I'm for sitting the rest next to him roast. the rest of this time yeah. but yeah. we really did have a good time and at one point our arms were touching and oh, we didn't okay. neither mm. of us let it go and so yeah. that made me feel alive and I'm just get, definitely going to use that as fuel <laughs> for sure. in my blind masturbation sessions uh, right. to follow but I um it's sad that what you have is just touching arms oh yeah I I mean I was that's he the was, highlight he's so hot he was so funny he was really charismatic really nice but um no slides into my DM I think he has a girlfriend so I'm hoping that falls apart and that at some point oh, he remembers the connection we had that night okay. and then he slides away in my, into my DMs but um fair enough but yeah but I'm, I'm not trying to ruin any relationship but I am trying to plant that seed Right. Because let's be honest, most th- most things don't last. 
So when girls right. go, why would you flirt with someone with a boyfriend? Um, I don't know because everything has ev everything ends. Every relationship ends until you're married, and then that usually ends too. So I'm allowed to flirt a little bit because that guy's gonna be single at some point, and I want him to think of me first. Great I'm not. Strategy. I'm not doing anything so out of line. I'm not, I'm not trying to go after them, but a little bit of a flirt is there's nothing wrong with that. Got to remind him. You got to remind him. Yeah, that. his girlfriend's gonna murder me, but. <laughs> she's like I think she's like a billionaire. But she won't be around hot. long, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. I'm going to take care of that. Right. No, no, Nikki no. Nikki is I, uh, at the Irvine Improv <laughs> all weekend long. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Nikki Glaser Bangin' Special is coming out very soon in a couple of weeks on uh, Netflix on yes. Tuesday, October the 1st. And, of course, the uh, Comedy uh, Central radio show you're doing on Sirius XM Channel 95. Yes. Mondays through Thursdays. And a podcast uh, uh, every Friday called the You Up Podcast. And it's uh, it's 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 this. It's, it's slow, me just slow talking. Slow down, Nikki. Slow down. <laughs> I know I can't. Seriously. Sorry. No, no. Just take some no, time no, off. Talk. We just mean time off. Like, time off. No, yeah, it's coming soon. It's Meet coming. I, you know what? I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to get. vacation? When's the last vacation? No, you know what? I was just thinking. I need a vacation so badly. But I the only way I'm going to do it is if I go to get plastic surgery. Because I keep trying to get stuff done. I'm what? like, oh, I want to get butt implants. Or I want to get. No. But uh, implants, injections, Nikki. not implants, injections. I want to get some face stuff done, but I don't have time to do it because you need time to recover. Time, sure. And I go, oh, well, that'll be my excuse to get a vacation. I'll just go get butt, butt injections and then go to Cabo mm -hmm. and wait it off and then get something done while I'm there. Oh, in Cabo? Yeah, that's a place that's where a, that is a No, 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 place, I'll yeah. get it done in Miami oh, okay. by like a, a good doctor and then okay. fly to Cabo and then relax on my uh, stomach. For the whole okay. right. That's quite a plan. Can't be on my butt. That's quite a solid plan. <laughs> yeah. Some gummy bears, right? Okay. Yes, yeah. All right. Nikki Glaser, ladies and gentlemen. Thank, thank you so much. You. I love we, you guys. We love you too. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Hunter dealers tomorrow morning and all new Kevin and Bean Show. Get up on this with Jensen. Mm -hmm. RJ Bell gives us his picks for week three of the NFL. And Dr. Drew joins us as well. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.